This week, I am talking about how to find your first few clients as a freelance web designer when you're starting from nothing. Are you ready? Let's go! What is up, self-maders? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Web Designer podcast. It's so good to have you here yet again. And this is going to be a good one because we are talking all about how to find your first few clients as a freelance web designer. You know, those first few clients are tough to come by. A lot of freelancers struggle just to get that first gig. And I myself am included in that group of people. I tried so many things that did not work, but eventually I kept going and I found some methods that were really, really effective for landing a lot of freelance projects. And I'm going to share them with you. I'm going to share my secrets because you know what? It's just what good people do. And people have shared their secrets with me. I want you to have some success. And this is a great place to start. But before we dive in, I got to ask, have you subscribed to the Self-Made Web Designers podcast? Have you left us a rating with a comment or some type of review on whatever platform you are listening to. Doing that is going to help other people find this podcast and listen in so they can become self-made web designers as well. All right. Are you ready to learn how to find your first few web design clients starting from scratch? All right, here we go. Most freelancers start out with a ton of optimism and gusto. They're, they're willing to bang down doors if they have to, to, to go door to door across their neighborhoods or downtown of their cities. But, you know, like 20 rejections later, and it starts to sting a little bit. And you, you start to kind of wonder, am I made for freelancing or is there something else I should be doing with my time. If you're in that place yourself, let me reassure you, you're not alone. And and let me just follow that reassurance up by saying you can do this, okay? Getting those first few freelance web design clients is not easy, but there are some things that you can do to start out on the right foot. Not clueless like I was, right? I was literally Googling businesses and cold calling them. You know how many projects I landed from doing that? Zero, nothing, nada. So don't be like me. It doesn't have to be as painful as the experience I had was for you. So here's what I've learned from those first painful attempts that will make you a pro at finding freelance web design clients, even if you're new to the game. Number one, you've got to get the word out. Some of the best advice I got about finding a job was something a mentor of mine told me when I was in high school, right? He said, when you're looking for work, you don't just want to put your resume out there and hope that something happens, right? You tell everyone you know that you're looking for a job. And then you go on and ask them if they've heard of any opportunities like the one that you're looking for. And the same is true when you're freelancing. And I'm not just talking about changing your job title on Facebook, right? I'm talking about calling people up, texting them, letting them know what you're looking for as far as freelance web design clients is 
concerned. Send them a message, get in touch with them, ask them if they know of anybody that might need your help as a web designer. Right now, you might be thinking that doing this will annoy everyone you know and leave you friendless, but trust me, that's just not true. Let's flip the script, okay? How would you feel if you knew someone that was looking for work? You'd probably be more than happy to help them if you could. Now, hear me out. If you keep annoying the same people over and over again, yes, it's only a matter of time before people stop responding to you altogether. Or if this is like the 20th business idea that you've tried in the last three weeks, right? Like people are going to start to kind of get the hint that you're not really serious about this. So you, you've got to be serious about it and you, you've got to be somewhat consistent with how you approach them as a friend. Another thing is that if they remember, if they actually go on to mention you to someone that might need a website, then that's that's great. But if they don't, that's fine too. Don't don't get angry if they aren't able to help you out. They have lives too and they might have a ton of stuff going on or they genuinely might not know any potential freelance web design clients to give you. So don't get offended if it doesn't work out. But don't let that keep you from telling people that you're looking for freelance web design clients. Number two, start with people you know. It never hurts to ask the people closest to you if they need a website. And this is what I tell everyone who's just getting started. In fact, the first five freelance web design clients that I got were all from people that I'd known for a long time. In some cases, my entire life. Everyone and their mom needs a website. In my case, everyone and their mom's friend needed a website. You won't have to think too hard before you come up with a few folks that might be willing to give you a shot. So make a list. Start with the people that you know that own a business. It could be a brick and mortar store or an online service or whatever. D does your friend's mom have a cleaning business? Ask them if they want a website. Do you know someone that's a realtor? Ask them if they need help with your, their website. What, what about your church or, or kids' school? Think about the people that you're connected with in those relationships. Most people know they need to update their website, but it's like at the bottom of the priority list below things that have a more urgent need. You'll be surprised how many times you end up hearing, you know what? I was just thinking the other day it was time to refresh the old website and then you reached out to me. Number three, brainstorm relational connections to potential clients. You're familiar with the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Pretty popular game to play on road trips. You, you play it with friends, you play it at bars, you play it when you're just bored and you need something to do. The concept is simple. Think of any actor. Now try to connect that actor to Kevin Bacon in less than six relational steps. For instance, let's try to connect Chris Hemsworth with Kevin Bacon, okay? Chris starred in The Huntsman, with Charlize Theron, who starred in Trapped, which co-starred, you guessed it, Kevin Bacon. It's fun, right? So here's the thing, though. Before Kevin Bacon stepped into the picture, this was a legitimate academic theory that has been pretty heavily researched. The idea first started in the late 1920s. Imagine how much more connected we are now that you have access to pretty much anyone through a computer and a Wi-Fi connection. So for a fun experiment, think of a business close to you that might need a website. Now, think of someone you might know that might be connected to that 
business. Does someone you know work there? Or maybe you know someone whose kid is on the same little league team. If anything, it's, it's just fun to try, but you might just end up finding a freelance web design client. Number four, expand your sphere. There comes a point in every freelance web designer's career where you run out of people you know or are connected to that need a website. And at that point, you have to find a way to expand your sphere of influence. The term sphere of influence is mostly used when it comes to international relationships, right? So it's used to communicate how one country might have a certain degree of influence on, say, a country that shares a border with them. And you have influence too. It might not be with an entire country, but you have influence with the people that you're connected to. But that influence is limited, especially if this is a brand new thing for you. If freelancing and web design is just a new world to you. So what do you do? You get out there and you start building new relationships. I went the route of building relationships on a freelancer platform called Upwork, and that drastically stepped things up for me. I was able to find the majority of the projects that I worked on as a freelancer for a long season of time, almost exclusively from Upwork. But you can also do it the old-fashioned way. You can go out there and actually meet people in real life. Most cities have plenty of opportunities to find meetups or get-togethers that are focused on connecting business people with other business people. And if there aren't any opportunities like that where you are, which I honestly highly doubt that there aren't, then you can start your own. Invite other business owners to get together for lunch or grab a cup of coffee. You can do it one-on-one or in a group setting, but just start doing something. Now, the key to this is that you can't look at this as an opportunity to sell yourself right off the bat. You're looking to create meaningful relationships, ones where you give more than you'll ever get. So don't come in guns blazing saying, do you need a website? I don't even know you. Do you need a website? Hey, does anybody need a website? That is a huge turnoff. So look at building relationships for the long haul to give more than you get. And trust me, it's going to come back around to help you in the long run. Speaking of your sphere of influence, this leads me to number five, take some leftovers. You shouldn't just be trying to build relationships with other business owners that need your help as a web designer. You need to be building relationships with other freelance web designers, especially those that have been at it for a longer time than you have. And this is beneficial in a lot of different ways. First, it gives you an opportunity to to learn from someone that has been where you are and come out of the other side successfully. But it could also mean that they end up giving you projects they don't have time for or don't meet their budget standards. Now, hear me out. Again, let's let's have a real conversation. Do not email a freelance web designer and immediately say, do you have any work for me? This is incredibly off-putting. All it says is that you actually have no interest in building an actual relationship with that person. You're just looking to see how much you can get out of the relationship. Build the relationship first, just like meeting other business leaders, and they will begin to naturally refer the clients that they don't want to you. And 
after you've connected with them a few times, you can feel free to ask for referrals. It's not always wrong to ask, but you should think about it like a dating relationship. If you ask someone to marry you on the first date, you will likely not get the chance to go on a second date with that person, okay? That leads me to number six, cold leads versus warm leads. There's a few terms that are helpful to know when you're trying to find freelance web design clients. And those terms are cold leads and warm leads. If you've been around the sales industry or any type of sales, you are likely familiar with these terms, but let's just kind of go over them just in case. Cold leads are potential clients that haven't expressed any interest in you as a web designer or any interest in wanting to have a website built or updated at all. Cold leads generally take a lot of nurturing before they are willing to give you the time of day. In other words, they're a hard sell. Warm leads, on the other hand, are actively looking for help with their website or have expressed interest to you specifically. When you're first getting started, it's important to get a win up on the board. And if you don't find freelance web design clients soon, it's easy to get discouraged or give up altogether. That's why it's always better to do what you can to find warm leads. And finding warm leads isn't as difficult as you might think. There are thousands of people every day that are posting jobs for freelance web designers. I have an article on my blog titled 52 Ways to Find Freelance Web Design Projects Online. And trust me, there are so many opportunities. Lawrence Bradford of Learn to Code With Me found her first freelance web design clients on Craigslist. And I've continued to find many, many of my own projects through Upwork. So give one of those platforms a shot. You'll soon find that you prefer one over the other, and it'll be a consistent place for you to find those warm leads. Number seven, don't sound like a newbie. A huge part of getting freelance web design clients when you're first starting out is having a good pitch. You have to know the right questions to ask and the right things to say in order to make you the perfect candidate in the eyes of the client. The problem is, is that this isn't something you can do without having practice. In fact, a good pitch takes a long time to perfect. Think about it. You can't just say the same thing to every potential client. You have to customize your pitch to each potential customer, learning their pain points and the ultimate goals of their project. And then you couple that with the fact that the conversation could take twists and turns that you never experienced before, and it could be a nightmare. So you've got to practice. With who, you say? Well, recruit a friend to be your fake potential customer. Ask them to come up with a scenario of a client looking to have a website built and ask them to raise objection and ask clarifying questions in a conversation. And in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing like the real thing, but having a little bit of practice under your belt will eliminate some of the fear that you're going to experience when it's the real thing. Number eight, give away the good stuff. When you're approaching a potential client for the first time, your question should never be, what can I get from them? Instead, you have to think of, what can I give to them? So say, for instance, you see a site that needs a lot of help. Make a list of things that they can do to fix it up. And then show them ways to make a few simple changes that could really change the game for them and their website. Give away the good stuff. You might be thinking, but if I tell them everything I do on their website and then show them how 
They won't want to hire me, and you would be wrong, my friend. Potential freelance web design clients don't get turned off by you showing them charity and putting all your cards on the table. It actually does the opposite. It shows them that you can be trusted and that you know what you're talking about. Even if they could take all of your recommendations and implement them, they probably don't want to. Why? Because their time is better spent making money for the company in different ways. So approach every potential freelance web design client with your hands open and a willingness to give them value before you ask for it in return. Number nine, think long term. Sometimes it takes a long time for a client to become completely convinced that they should hire you. It, and it can get frustrating. But believe me, it is worth it. Some of these clients might end up staying with you for the rest of your life or the rest of your career as a freelancer. So what took a while to accomplish will have a big payoff again and again if you're patient. So you've got to make sure that you're not just thinking about the immediate, but also about the long-term process. If you see someone who's been successful as a freelance web designer and they're four years into their business... What you don't see is the fact that four years ago, they were making investments into their business that nobody knew about. And, and it's sometimes easier to take a quick job that's actually really bad for you just because it's there or to try to do something somewhat sneaky just because you see an opportunity and, and you're going to take it. But oftentimes, those quick jobs, and definitely every single time when you're trying to pull a fast one on somebody, those, those can become nightmares. And those can tend to bite you in the butt a, a, a little bit later. And they actually end up hurting you and the success of your long-term business goals. So number one, always be honest, always be upfront, play for the long-term, but also be leery when you feel the need to lower your standards just to get a job. It's sometimes better just to think about things in long terms. Think about the types of clients you want, your ideal customers, so to speak. Now go find them and nurture them until a cold lead becomes a warm lead. And then when a warm lead becomes a client, it takes longer, but it's worth it in the long run. Number 10, and finally, be persistent. When I was first starting out, I would often try to find websites of other freelance web designers. I, I wanted to see what they were doing and, and how they did as a freelancer, like all the ins and outs of their pricing and everything else, and, and maybe even connect and develop a relationship. The problem was that many of the sites I tried going to had all been abandoned. They either had a big out-of-business sign on the hero image, or they just didn't pull up at all, right? Like straight to a 503 message or 404 or whatever. A lot of freelance web designers give up too soon. Finding freelance web design clients takes persistence. It takes doing small things every day that no one sees. But if you stick with it long enough, you're going to figure it out. Persistence isn't just good for the big picture perspective. It's also important when you're interacting with clients. Just because you get ghosted from your first attempt doesn't mean you shouldn't try later on. Just because you get told no once today doesn't mean the answer won't change five months down the road. According to HubSpot, 80% of sales require five follow-up phone calls. So plain and simple, you can't expect to get a freelance web design client on the first interaction. It takes follow-ups, some that have nothing to do with closing the deal. So one thing is for sure, you can't quit at the first sign 
of resistance. There is a time to give up. Trust me, it is there. And some people don't realize until it's too late. But it's almost always much later than you think it is. So be persistent. Listen, your journey to finding your first few freelance web design clients will be as unique as you are. And and I love hearing the stories of people that I've helped to coach along the way. And you want to know the main thing that each of them had in common. They didn't stop when it would have been easy to. I don't know where you're at on your journey as a freelance web designer, but I know if you stick to it, you're gonna make it through. Especially if you do things like getting the word out, telling everybody that you know that you're building websites as a freelancer, asking folks, asking business owners that you know if they need some help, building your sphere of influence, building relationships with other freelancers, making a, a distinction between a warm lead and a cold lead, making the investment to be persistent over the long haul. And, and listen, you use all of your mistakes as a learning lesson. They're, they're not failures. They're just data that can inform you what things you should change and what things you should keep when you're trying to find freelance web design projects in the future. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Self-Made Web Designer podcast. And hopefully you've got some some nuggets, some, some little pockets of wisdom that you can try out in this next week. And hey, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you on a phone call. We're doing this thing called Freelancer Fridays, where I'm taking phone calls from folks out there who want just a little bit more direct advice and would, would not mind being on the podcast on a Friday. All of those episodes are going to air Fridays. It's been a lot of fun connecting with folks. There's a few spots available if you would like to sign up for the rest of this month. So go to selfmadewebdesigner.com, scroll all the way down, and there's a link to my calendar. I'll also leave a link in the show notes here. But just want you to know, keep going, keep working hard. Next week, we're going to have another amazing episode on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to do a lot of great stuff talking about, you guessed it, how to be a self-made web designer. So have a good week, keep going, and don't forget, if you don't quit, you win.